Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area. And on today's episode, we have Scott Reedy, where he's going to come on and talk about his uh, path to the, the Sharks, um, explain why he uses his good looks to score goals, and tells me what a cake eater is. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, J.D. Young, contributor at Fear the Fin and San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen today. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, you can subscribe on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube right now, just go ahead, hit the subscribe button, hit the little bell. That way you know exactly when every episode of Locked on Sharks comes out. And we have Sharks Prospect. Uh, I guess he's still Prospect. I don't I, – I, the borderline of, of where the Prospect um, designation ends – but we have Sharks slash Barracuda forward Scott Reedy uh, come on talk about um, his path to the NHL, um, kind of how he utilizes his skills. And we get to know Scott a little bit better uh, off the ice and he explains to me what a cake eater is. So without further ado, enjoy my conversation with Scott Reedy. And now we bring in Scott Reedy, Sharks prospect. Uh, Prospect still, I guess we'll still call you prospect. Uh, we'll, we'll go since just year two now of pro hockey. Uh, how are you doing today, Scott? Oh, I'm doing great. Just got back from the rink uh, a little bit ago, cooked up some breakfast, and uh, now ready to go for this podcast. Yeah, you're yeah leaving to for Iowa here in a couple of days to get the uh, Barracuda season underway. Uh, wanted to get you on and kind of you know get to know you a little bit more, especially for Sharks fans. Uh, quickly becoming a fan favorite among Sharks fans, but let's go. Way, way, way back before you were drafted, um, when did you realize, like, oh, I might be drafted and might be an actual NHL player one day? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's a different path for everyone. But, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to get the opportunity to, to go down and play uh, high school hockey at Shattuck St. Mary's. Um, and I think that was kind of the, the moment um, that I took it seriously and um, played a couple of years there and then I uh, was fortunate enough to make, uh, the U S national team development program. And, um, I felt like I was tracking and, and would have a, a chance down the line to develop into an NHL player. So what was your actual draft day experience? Like, were you at home? Were you there? Like kind of, what were you doing waiting to get, to get called? Yeah, I was pretty fortunate. It was actually, uh, my draft year was down, um, in Chicago, which is, uh, where a lot of my extended family's from. So, uh, I had a lot of family there, and um, it's only a short drive from Minnesota. So uh, my my uh, my family, like I said, was there, and um, friends and stuff. So it was uh, it was a nice spot to have the draft my year, and it was a really cool experience for me. So you mentioned the U.S. Uh, national team, and we've seen such an increase in the player development over the last couple of years. But you know, guys getting drafted higher and higher picks. You know, I mean, your draft class there was you know like Quinn Hughes. There was a bunch of guys in your draft class, and you saw you know. Thomas Borlo, famously from it, and even you know last year's draft class was a bunch of guys in the first round. What do you think is kind of led to this development of USA Hockey and kind of where USA Hockey's been going at the past few years? Yeah, I mean it's uh, it was a great great opportunity to play against you know the the best players um, 
you know, in the U.S. Obviously, with uh, with competition and practice, and then obviously getting to play against um, you know USHL players at that young age was was really important for uh, development and um, being able to play internationally and represent your country. It just uh, just creates a competitive atmosphere and um, just a lot of opportunity to excel. And obviously, there's a big emphasis on on development there. Um, which was huge for for us at that age to be able to you know work with our coaches um, extra and just have that extra time at the rink to to really hone in our skills and um, you know keep keep moving our uh, progress on. All right, so you went to University of Minnesota. Um, were you always going to go to there? Did you have any offers, or was that like I'm I'm going to University of Minnesota? Growing up as a Minnesota kid. Yeah, I think um, growing up in Minnesota, I always I definitely always wanted to go there. Um, you know, I got drafted by the, the Portland Winter Hawks in the WHL as well, which is, um, with my early physical progression, I thought that was somewhat of an option, but I was pretty locked in on, on Minnesota the whole time. Um, you know, once I got that, uh, the, uh, opportunity to, uh, commit there, it was pretty much a uh, game over for me. I got to tour the facilities and, uh, meet the coaches, see campus and everything. I was, um, you know, in love with it from day one. So I was pretty much locked in there, uh, the entire time. How much do you dislike Minnesota state? <laughs> we we won't talk about it on here. But, uh, you know, it's definitely a rivalry. Okay, gotcha. So after you uh, you finished up your senior year, you went to the Barracuda after that, and you scored five goals in seventeen games. Uh, why do you think you trans your transition was kind of I don't want to say easy. Why why do you think you kind of picked up pro hockey so well? Was it you know maybe the competition level in the NCAA, or why do you think your your game has been sticking in the pro level? Yeah, I think I've always, um, you know, for the past handful of years now, I think I've always played a pro style game. Um, I thought I played a game that could, could translate to the next level um, pretty easily. Um, and that's kind of what I saw in my my transition to the AHL. And uh, fortunately, I was given some opportunity early on there to to be able to play in positions where I could score goals and um, hop right in offensively. So that, um, you know, I was, I was really fortunate to hop in like that. And um, like I said, I think just um, – you know, spending four years at Minnesota, really dialing in my game and um, just trying to trying to feel my way through of what can translate at the next level. Um, the four years really helped me develop and and uh, translate easily. All right, guys, before we continue with Scott Reedy, we talk about the Barracuda and kind of, you know, his kind of what he does well. And of course, confusing goalies with this good look. Do you want to take a quick break? Talk to you guys about our friends over at Simply Safe. Uh, if you guys aren't aware, Simply Safe, the best way to protect your home. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen or chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. As Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. And with it, they have 24-7 professional monitoring. Simply Safe agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency. Even if you're not home or you can't be reached, Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, high definition security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion. Uh, that way, alert you only when the threat is real. And their monitoring experts use proprietary advanced respect response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so that way you get the highest priority police dispatch. So customize your perfect system for your home in just a few minutes by visiting simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. 
Visit simplysafe.com slash lockdownHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. And then last year, you had your full first full season in San Jose. You know, you 18 goals in your 38 AHL games. So again, like, is it just like, how did you feel going through that? Like, oh, wow, this is this. I feel like I belong here. Like this is this is that's that's a lot of goals in a short amount of time, especially in your first season. Right. For sure. I think, um, you know, it was for me, it was just um, finding what I do best. And a lot of those goals came right around the net front um, and just being put in those opportunities um, on the power play and stuff. And uh, just kind of sticking to my game. Uh, I think everyone can kind of do certain things. Um, that's why they, you know, they got to this level. And, um, you know, I, for me, it was just sticking to those things and, um, and just being in the right areas and, and just working on those, those things in practice to make sure that when I got the opportunities, um, that I'd be able to capitalize on. What makes you such a good goal scorer, especially in front of that? Is it, my theory is your good looks. You kind of like blind or confuse the goalie. They don't know what to do. They're like, how is this guy so handsome here? Especially now that you don't have to wear the cage anymore. Right. Uh, is that like, why, what makes you so, so deadly in front of the net like that? Yeah, I think that's part of it. Um, <laughs> they're just too good looking. They don't know what to do. <laughs> oh, I think, I think, um, you know, a lot of it is, like I said, I've just, I've spent most of my career there the past handful of years of just playing um, in front of the net. Um, going back to NTDP, uh, my 17th year, scored a lot of goals that year. And, um, you know, I, a lot of uh, the past five years was just thinking to thinking back on what I had success on and um, just implementing that back in my game. So I think that's where I've, uh, you know, thrived a lot and, um, you know, working on other other ways to score and, and all that is um, part of the process. But um, that's where I've had a lot of success. So I think, uh, you know, that on top of my, my hand eye and just uh, overall, uh, sense of when the puck's coming to certain certain areas it's just kind of um, a thinking game around there and timing and stuff so I think I've you know sort of uh, tried to master that over the past couple of years of just timing hand-eye coordination and, and being uh, in the right place at the right time uh, I, I gotta ask I mean I know Joe Pavelski famous shark you know Wisconsin boy not the, you know but like it kind of seems like you have a lot of the same kind of game as him did you kind of watch him growing up you know and and seeing like the way he works in front of the net his tip i know his tipping ability is hard you know it's it's hard to kind of do the same thing he does but do you try to kind of pull some aspects from his game or who do you try to model your game after for sure i think uh he was always a guy that i talked about with uh whether it was my family advisor growing up um agent now but um coaches as well he was always a guy i kind of watched um just the way he he finds ice uh, in front of the net and obviously his hand hand eyes off the charts. Um, but, but just, you can tell his, his hockey sense when he's in there, um, the way he thinks the game uh, around the net and just getting open and getting his stick available is, you know, there's uh, there's not really anyone else who does it like him. So I've always kind of paid attention to, to what he does and um, how he got so good at it. And obviously there's a lot of reps in practice that go along with it, but um, he's just gifted in that way. And uh, he's definitely a, someone I look up to in that aspect. All right. So and then, of course, last year you made the the Sharks and you once you got up there, you stuck around and were consistently in the lineup. Uh, what was that like for you? Kind of that transition, you know, short term in the AHL to, and playing in the NHL kind of what was the big differences and what was that like? Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty crazy. You know, it was my first year playing pro. Um, just kind of had my head down, working hard in the, the AHL, trying to get my opportunities. But um, like you said, once I got called up there and um, scored my first goal, I, I was able to uh, stick around and um, stay in the lineup and stuff. And, um, you know, I was just sticking to my game. Like I've been talking about up there, um, 
I think it's something that translates at this point at, at uh, you know, AHL and NHL. Um, so I just stuck to my game up there and uh, got to the front of the net, um, scored, scored goals uh, right around there. And then um, obviously just tried to uh, make smart, smart decisions with the puck. And um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely, definitely pretty easy to do that up there. I think uh, once you get to the NHL level, everyone's so smart and uh, mm-hmm. positionally sound. It's, it makes it a lot easier and guys communicate. It's, you know, it's uh, everyone's on the same page up there. It's uh, pretty smooth sailing, but um, you know, like I said, I just stuck to my game up there and um, it paid off. Do you get a little starstruck where you're like, Oh wow. I'm like playing against Connor McDavid or, you know, some of these other guys. Is it a little like, at least for the first time? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, the first time for anyone, um, you'd be crazy to to not be a little starstruck. But um, it's yeah, it's a quick couple of seconds, and then puck drops, and you got to be got to be dialed in. You kind of forget about it. But it's uh, it is pretty crazy, especially those first couple of games you play against guys like that. It's um, you know you can't really uh, feel that feeling until you're out there. All right, so you're starting this year on the the Barracuda team, which seems to be have a, a huge talent infusion, especially along the forward line. You know, you talk about that 2020 draft class that's coming in. You have William Eklund, a bunch of, of, of guys here. And I've, a lot of Sharks fans are really excited about the Barracuda this year. Um, kind of what's your expectations for the Barracuda? Or as long as you're there, I assume you're going to be back up in the NHL at some point. But kind of what's your expectations while you're down there to, to for the team and for yourself? Yeah, like you said, I think there's a lot of, uh, there's definitely a lot of talent on here. Um, this year, there's definitely going to be some competition to, um, you know, see who's playing the big minutes and um, playing on the power play. It's all got to be earned for sure. But um, even the older guys we added this year, I think, are are going to be great for our younger guys. Um, the coaching staff, everything seems pretty, uh, pretty dialed in right now. And, um, you know, practices have been good. So I think it's just going to be on us to to keep the competition going in practice and uh, really practice at a, a high pace and just uh, push each other to, you know, compete for NHL jobs uh, sooner rather than later. Now with the AHL, like the schedule is a little bit more, it's like back to back on the weekend. And then you kind of, you might have a game in the middle of the weekend, but mostly it's kind of the weekend about the NHL's more of a grind. How is that kind of toll on your body or how, like, how long does it kind of take to get used to, at least for the NHL grind? Yeah. I mean, last year was um, my first full year, obviously. So I was coming off of just playing 30 some games um, in college hockey, which was, uh, definitely not as grueling on the body. So last year was a little bit of a, a wake up call. Just, um, you know, I've always tried to be good about, uh, maintaining, uh, my body and stuff, but, um, you know, it's something you got to do every, every day up here when you're playing that many games, it's pretty much automatic that we'll be, be dealing with something at some point. So, um, it's just about getting in the, in the gym, showing up a little earlier, uh, staying a little late and just working on the body and, um, you know, you utilizing the resources we have around there, um, just to, just to stay on top of it. But yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a big, that's probably the biggest change from college hockey, um, to pro is just the amount of games and, uh, the amount of stress on your body and stuff. So speaking about the facilities, I know the Sharks, they have the new TechCU arena. How is it in there? I mean, I've got to tour, you know, a little bit of it when they were, they were still kind of putting it together. How, how is the new arena, especially compared to the, the facilities last year? Yeah, it's great. Um, the locker room's great. Uh, everything's looking good so far. Um, the only issue we're having is, uh, the, the weight room's up about, uh, three flights of stairs. So the, the boys are, uh, having a little trouble getting up there in the mornings, but, uh, but no, it's, it looks great. The facilities look great. And, um, there's more, a little bit more space in the weight room, um, stuff like that. Just, just little things that, uh, will help make a difference for all of us to, you know, utilize the space and, um, you know, make it worth our while for sure. 
I know uh, the weight room is like there's a window right across where I guess it's like a there's like a fire department training facility. So the expectation is you might be w- working out and they might have a building ablaze while you're trying to work out as they're, they're practicing taking down fires. That's, you know, that's got to be at least everyone will be in the weight room when that happens, I assume. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. We we uh, last year, we didn't really have any uh, windows in the weight room. So it's nice to just uh, get some sunlight in there and stuff, too. So. All right, guys, uh, before we continue a uh, conversation with Scott Reedy, explains to me what a cake eater is. Uh, do want to take a quick break, let you guys know about Locked On NHL. Thank you guys for making Locked On Sharks your first listen. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And if you're watching this right now, just go ahead and click the YouTube uh, subscribe button. Hit the notifications. That way you know whenever every episode of Locked On Sharks is available. But when you're done listening to this, go check out the Locked On NHL show. They got you covered for everything uh, with the NHL. They have local experts every day of the week. Um, Wednesdays is Western Conference. Wednesdays, Monday, Gil uh, from Locked on Islanders breaks down the biggest news stories of the weekend. Thursdays, they do the power rankings. So make sure you guys go check out Locked on NHL wherever you get podcasts. And of course, subscribe on YouTube as well. All right, let's get into you know some of your kind of get to know you a little bit better. So pregame rituals, are you a superstitious guy? Are you a little stitious guy? Or are you kind of let it flow guy? Uh, a little stitious. I think I uh, I get get in my head as everyone does a little bit with uh, things are going right. Um, things like wearing the same same suit after a win. I do I do some of that little stuff, um, but I try to stay loose. I think uh, I think being too uh, too superstitious kind of got to my head a little bit at some point. So I just I try to stay loose. Um, sometimes I'll listen to the same music, wear the same suit type of thing, but mm-hmm. nothing too crazy. Now, when it comes to the suits, uh, I, I've seen Bordalo has some some drip. Are you going to try to keep up with him this year? Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I think I'll have to play a little bit of catch up with him. I think he's ahead of the game right now, but um, I'll for sure add to the wardrobe and and uh, and be pushing him for sure. <laughs> um, and then pregame meal, uh, it's pretty much the same for most people. Some sort of chicken and pasta, I assume, is kind of the pregame meal. Yeah, for sure. I like to, I have a lot of fruit. Um, so that's, that's kind of my thing, whether it's, um, you know, a smaller smoothie bowl or smaller smoothie or just having an apple or things like that. But I definitely, uh, definitely get a lot of fruit in me. And then, uh, I have some honey too. That's my, uh, mm. my little trick. There you go. Um, I have to ask as a Minnesota kid, a cake eater in Minnesota, can you explain it to us? Non like <laughs> what, what's a cake eater? Yeah. Um, well, it's, uh, it's a term they, uh, they call the people from Edina, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's a wealthier, wealthier city, I guess you could say. Um, so it's just kind of affiliated with having a little bit of, of privilege type of thing. I think, uh, it's kind of a jealous slang, uh, <laughs> people, people like to throw around Edina is pretty, uh, pretty good at, um, pretty much everything, uh, consistently, especially hockey. So, you know, people like to like to hate on the top dog, but, um, but yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty much it there. <laughs> All right. Uh, socks and skates. Uh, you're not a monster, right? Who doesn't wear socks with your skates? Are you? No, I, I wear socks. <laughs> okay. Sure. I have to. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Merkley noted monster does not. Yeah. Wear socks. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, pretty, pretty greasy if you ask me, but, uh, everyone's got their own thing. Uh, what was the last thing you binge watched? Um, probably Ozarks. I've been getting to that lately. Gotcha. 
Um, any, uh, and then this summer, what was kind of, what was your highlight of the summer this year? Kind of the big thing you did? Oh, for sure. I mean, brother's bachelor party, uh, mm. that's one B, but one A was, uh, his wedding, my brother's wedding. Um, being the best man was special experience there. And, um, you know, it was, it was really cool to see how happy him and his, uh, new wife were on that day. It was, uh, just an unreal experience. Probably the, one of the best days of my life for sure. That's awesome. Scott, you've said it all. Um, if you have anything you want to plug, anybody you want to say hi, say hi to the family, say hi to the cake eaters, anything you have all the time in the world, buddy. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I'll say, uh, hi to my family and, uh, hi to my girlfriend back home. All right. Uh, thanks so much, Scott. We can't wait to see you. Uh, we're very excited about the Barracuda. Uh, good luck this weekend in Iowa and, and hope to see you back on the Sharks here real soon, man. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Scott Reedy. Uh, very handsome. <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, I, I think we're going to it won't be very long until he's back on the Sharks. I think he provides that that net front presence that the Sharks kind of are going to be lacking. I know uh, Luke Cunning can kind of do the same thing, but we'll, I, I don't think we'll see Reedy in the, the AHL too long. That's why I wanted to try to grab him now before he's back up in the Sharks and I'm not able to talk, get as free access with him. So, um, so yeah, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Start getting ready for the weekend's games. We got the uh, Hurricanes game on Friday and then we got the Blackhawks game on uh, Saturday. So we'll start getting you guys ready for those. So make sure you guys are following along on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Locked on Sharks. You can also subscribe uh, wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, you name it. Wherever you can listen to a podcast, you can find Locked on Sharks. And then you can watch on YouTube as well. So I'm in my uh, work right now using one of the old offices. So uh, yes, thank you guys to work. Shh. But uh, make sure you guys subscribe on YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter at my fryhole. And until then, we'll be back uh, tomorrow. Bye, friends.